Mark, can you share with us a bit about your background and how it shaped you into the entrepreneur that you are today? Yes, I've had a unique upbringing. My father was an entrepreneur, uh, ran his own small business for, for many years. We, as children, we lived in that factory. So we had the, all the odd jobs that nobody else really wanted to do. So my dad gave those to us. My mom was a kindergarten teacher, um, but I, I grew up in a huge family, um, multiple brothers and sisters, and, and we grew up in a competitive environment. So at the end of the day, being an entrepreneur is about competing. It's about providing innovation and solutions. And, and that's really what my family instilled in myself, as well as my brothers and sisters, to accomplish big goals and big dreams. And my parents gave us the, the opportunity to do that and to get through college and go out and start developing solutions throughout the world. Mark, talk to us about your educational journey and how it contributed to your entrepreneurial mindset. I grew up in a small town in Indiana, very rural community. My educational community, I think, starts with family. Um, and, and I do think your family has a big influence on how you view the world and how you conduct yourself as a person. I went to Indiana University, a very good business school uh, for undergrads, and then also had the luxury of working in Australia. So I spent about a year studying over there through Boston University and working over there as well. So I've had a lot of international opportunities throughout my life and then moved out to New York. There's probably no better way to get in, be an entrepreneur than get into the investment banking community and restructuring businesses. I started off from a young age going into businesses and, and seeing the problems that they had and trying to provide those solutions and learning a lot about those businesses and seeing the nuances of the management team. So it's been a great experience as a business owner and been an entrepreneur for the last 20 years of looking at not from just the opportunity side of it, but also looking at the risk profile side of businesses and understanding why businesses do fail and trying to build a team around that. Mark, what were some of the key experiences that have propelled you toward entrepreneurship? Any entrepreneur would say it's probably a little bit of effort and a little bit of luck. And I think we've had both throughout our years. Uh, we've had our, our challenges as well. A lot of our businesses have been built based on the backbone of failure. So looking at companies that were running inefficiently and ineffectively and going in there and acquiring them typically out of bankruptcy, which we've done multiple times, and going and restructuring those businesses to be better companies for the long term. Anybody that says being an entrepreneur is a straight line road is not telling the truth. Uh, you have to balance not only your businesses, but also your family. And making sure you're there for, for your families, my wife and my son, is probably the most important thing. They are the most important things in the world to me. And as an entrepreneur, you got to try to balance all of that. And you got to build a team around it that shares that same mindset that we care about when we're trying to tackle big problems. Been in the mining industry for a long time. We've seen our ups and downs within that. You're dealing with cyclical pricing and you're trying to build a business when your prices are constantly changing. And so you have to develop a business model that works in that environment. And so we've built that and we've done that. And it's been a rewarding process to be able to do that as we enter new industries, such as Reelement on the rare earth and battery side, where we're tackling an entirely new industry that doesn't have a roadmap. So you're not only building a business, but you're also building a roadmap for that industry, which is exciting. You touched on uh, successes and failures. Let's get into more detail there. Share with us your journey as an entrepreneur and including those successes and failures. And how have those experiences shaped your time at American Resources? Yeah, so the, my first true entrepreneur experience was I invested in a mine down in Eastern Kentucky in 2006, and it was a disaster. Uh, I mean, almost lost all my money day one. And so within three months, the company was out of money again, and the, the partners that we were backing weren't doing a very good job, and they weren't running the business right. So I moved from New York City down to Eastern Kentucky in a double wide trailer and took the business over. We didn't want to lose our money. And we did. We took it around. We turned it around. My brother came back from his tour in the military, and, and we all lived down there for three months. 
developing a plan to save the business and position the business for the future and restructure that. And it was uh, trying times. Uh, we ended up selling it in 2009, did extremely well during that period of time of restructuring and repositioning it, but gave us the roadmap to create American resources. Ultimately, it was built on the thesis that you have to be able to survive the challenging times and thrive in the good times. And we're excited about what that challenging time provided us of understanding where the future can go and how do you prepare your business for the things you don't know about today. Let's get to some of the initial objectives that you had when you launched American Resources and some of the obstacles. You've already touched on it, but talk more, please, about the obstacles that you did encounter and how have you overcome those challenges to get to where the company is today? Yeah, so American Resources was formed and really all of its divisions as well, the American Carbon Division and the Realm Division was built around innovation and built around doing things differently than the legacy way of doing things. So if you look at the mining industry, you go through periods of, during those cycles, everybody goes bankrupt. And we didn't want to be that. So ultimately, we developed a business model and developed a plan to be able to survive those downtimes. And we've been able to do that and also innovate through it. So doing things differently. I will say, when you're buying things out of bankruptcy and you're restructuring a business, you're changing, you have to understand you also have lives you're impacting. And you try to make sure that you're preserving the value, not only for your shareholders, but also your stakeholders. And so during that period of time, you have to make really tough decisions. And people ultimately don't like them. You're, you're fighting against the way that put the company into bankruptcy in the first place. So you have to make changes and you have to redevelop that industry and develop a business model that is survivable. With that comes opportunity. So Reelement was formed under the premise that coal mining and carbon mining in the past was used a lot of chemicals, just treating water and dumping those chemicals into the streams and the rivers. And we thought that was a bad way of doing things. So we developed our technology around it. We just closed on a $45 million taxes that bond through our division about using technology to treat that water versus using chemicals to treat that water. Trying to be better stewards of the environment in that process and, and reclaiming the prior mining activities in a way that's good for the environment, good for the community. But those, those obstacles, people throw them at you. When you're, when you're trying to change the legacy way of doing things like we're doing in the battery industry today with three elements, and the magnet industry, people don't want us to go in there and be successful. They want to fight you every step of the way because you're trying to change how the industry operates. And with that comes challenges, and with that comes opportunities, and with that comes naysaying. And so you have to stand up and you have to continue to fight forward and not worry about every comment that you get about it, but instead continue to drive forward and get your team motivated to do so and understanding the opportunities you have in front of you. Let's shift the focus toward the IPO of American Resources. Mark, what inspired the decision to take the company public? We believe that the industries historically, especially in the carbon industry, was built around leverage. And leverage is a death sentence when you have too much. And so having equity as currency enabled us to grow our business. We bought our Wyoming County division using $20 million of equity value to acquire that division. Now that we just closed on the $45 million tax and bond, that was a great accretive way to enable us the time and the, the ability to execute upon our vision, where if you have leverage and massive debt, you have certain time frames you have to achieve things in, otherwise your business could be in trouble. You could lose your business, you could lose your investor's money. And so by going public enabled us to have equity as currency, but also enabled us to have a currency to attract talent. And anybody that says any entrepreneur struggles with is hiring key personnel, hiring team members that you feel comfortable with and having that equity to align the interest as the entrepreneur is a big deal. Meaning when your employees care as much about the equity as your shareholders do, the entrepreneur does, that's a big deal for a company to survive and thrive 
because they're not just looking for salaries. They're looking for the future value of what the business can be worth if we succeed and when we succeed. Mark, looking ahead, what is your vision for the future of American Resources? What excites you most about this outlook? Yeah, at American Resources, we build a massive platform around various industries. And so as we built this, we started building it from the ground up. Now, what we built through American Carbon is a, a massive portfolio of assets that have now been cleaned up and restructured as when we acquired them from the predecessors. And ultimately, now it's about unlocking that value between American Carbon, Re-Element, and American Metals, as well as the future of where American resources go. So we've stated publicly we're going to spin Re-Element off. It's at the time where it needs to be its own business. It has its own team in place. It has its own opportunities. Now, they'll still do business together, but ultimately, Re-Element will be unlocking the value of what Re-Element has accomplished. And that's a big deal for us and a big deal for our shareholders. We also are looking at the same thing on the carbon side. We have offers to sell certain divisions of it because of the way that we positioned it. Now it's at a position where we can monetize that value. So we may end up selling a few of the divisions, but also entertaining spinning that off into its own company. What that offers the ability for American Resources, the holding company to be, is an innovator. It's continued to drive where we see the growth markets, the largest growth market. We have the real technology that we still, American Resources, even post spinoff, will have access to. And the ability to then expand within the critical mineral space is a huge deal. We understand mining. We also understand mining safety. We've won the Sentinel Safety Award. And by being able to spin these divisions off, then American resources can grow into the industries where it sees massive growth potential on the lithium mines, on the critical minerals mines, on the rare earth mines, where we can take ownership stakes in these mines, utilize our technology and our platform and our team to unlock that value and utilize what our team knows how to do well. And we're, we understand the business development side of it. We also understand the positioning of it. And that's really our goal for American Resources going forward. Some of the companies featured on this episode are red chip client companies. And we may own stock in these companies. So please always read our disclosures at redchip.com.